Welcome to Rain City Supercars. I'm Nick. I'm Dan. And here we are. At Driver's Club. <laughs> At Driver's Club. Still. We're back. I mean, we've been back for what now? This is the third week. Third week, yeah. Third week. It's been, uh, it's been it, was a, it was a good week. Yeah, actually, it was a very we, good week. Actually, the end of this month, Dan and I will be releasing a bonus episode that we recorded this week that's going to be really cool. It came out really well. Yeah, so, so stay I'm, tuned. Look forward to that. But um, yeah. yeah, how was the rest of your week? It was great. Um, okay. I'll get into that in a second. We are still oh, yeah, brought that, to you by that, yeah sponsors. <laughs> Those are important. Carter Subaru, Haggerty, Rainier Beer, Drivers Club. See shiny things. Yeah, yeah. And Avant. I, I was like, I was like, wait, yeah. okay. Yeah. I'm wearing a fancy Avant shirt. Was, We're gonna talk a lot about them later. Oh, good. Yeah. Oh, good. Ooh, 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 yeah. Ooh, Taking no. advantage of my uh, my Park Place Putnam special. Must be nice. Yeah. <laughs> Scheduled the car for a wash on Wednesday with them. Okay. So that's coming up. Um, it was an awesome weekend, man. Fourth of July. Uh, we did some, uh, went to a friend's place, went to some, had some really good barbecue, went back home and just. I saw the photos. Yeah. Of what, of all the food she cooked and it looked incredible. Yeah. yeah. Tiffany so. and Jeremy. Thank you. Yeah. Um, yeah. Jeremy also, same Jeremy who did our new logo design. Yeah. Went to their place. So very cool. Did we ever really launch that? Or we, just we didn't really launch that. that. Oh, we, yeah, well, we have COVID, a new logo. We got a new logo, <laughs> and yeah. then, like, COVID came around and yeah. stopped all of our production of actually, like, doing something with that. I think so. we talked about it because I think I talked about what – I thought it was so simple to just be like, yeah, we'll just get a new logo and just use the letters. Yeah. Jeremy taught us differently because, by the way, there's 47 different colors of every color. and Right, yeah, and, yeah, way more than that. We, so. our, our red is a really close to, like, Milwaukee red, and uh, Milwaukee tools red is what I'm getting at. Uh, so I wanted Bud Light blue, but whatever. So. <laughs> we can switch it up. No, I'm sure. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I went back to my place and then just uh, watched the fireworks from the dock. It was really cool. Like, oh, you have, that's right, you have fireworks on the lake. Well, nice. they canceled the show, but that did not stop anybody on the lake from buying thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars worth of fireworks for so every single house in the lake. All of those really hardworking people that have spent their whole life to have lakefront property, they broke the law and, and let, set off Shocking, fireworks? I know. Wow. I'm, I'm just, yeah, shell-shocked. Yeah, and you can hear the voices of everyone who cared. Yeah, well. Absolutely no one. It was amazing. You're scaring the cats. <laughs> it was Shut pretty up, cool. Carl. It was my first fourth on the lake. It was awesome. Nice. And then cool. uh, I had a previous guest and friend, Cameron, and I. We went for a 16 mile ride today on the skateboards all the way up to Preston. And it sounds so impressive, right? He's like, I want a 16 mile ride on my skateboard. <laughs> That's electric. Electric, skate- electric skateboard. <laughs> it was, yeah. A lot of it was gravel. It was I, really yeah, fun. I, I'm sure. Yeah. Yep. I'm still car shopping. That's frustrating. Um. Okay. Yeah. That's. I, I, I'm not going to feel bad for you. I, nobody should feel bad for me, but it's, it's... Oh, it's frustrating. I can't find the R8 I want. <laughs> I, mean, I know. It, it the only tiniest sounds good violin you, is yeah, playing. I know, yeah, exactly. It's not like a, I'm a mother of three and need a minivan, and it's so frustrating to find a car, but no. <laughs> no so. Well, okay. So, I mean, any leads? Uh, no, not really. I feel like I said, I put the feelers out there with the uh, park place and people, my normal go-tos for find me a car. We may have some contacts in Texas soon. So we'll yeah, see. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, that's a good thing coming up. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, we have a good little Carter Subaru tip of the week. I, you know, I thought of this today and, and because I heard it on some video and I was like, as much as I've heard it throughout all of our off-roading, I've never known what really happens. Thank you for the instructional video too, by the way. Oh, yeah. very um, instructional. Yeah, that was a really good find. Um, so our topic today is electronic disconnect sway bars. So for the 
soy bars and anti-roll bars are the same thing. Mm-hmm. Um, so, it, well, they're technically not, but now they're interchangeable. It's kind of like engine and motor. They're the same damn thing now. Um, Ooh, you're going to start controversy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So what is the advantage of an electronic disconnect sway bar? Uh, not just Jeeps have these for one. Uh, a lot of 4x4s and off-road vehicles have these. Um, basically, it allows more articulation. So what you don't want is really soft, rolly suspension on the street when you're trying to turn because that will cause a lot of body roll. Or at fast speeds. At fast speeds, leads. exactly, yeah. So, so of course, you need it. You want a stiff sway bar. And the bigger the anti-roll bar and the stiffer it is, the less body sway you have. And now there is a, you know, bigger isn't always better in that case. Stiffer isn't always better in that case. <laughs> yes. I, I said nothing. I know. <laughs> Doesn't mean I didn't make hand motions, but I said nothing. But the, the big advantage of having a sway bar that can disconnect is that it allows a lot more articulation. A lot more articulation. And there's something called, uh, what did we find that? It's what the formula. You're going to you talk about the formula? The RTI, the yeah. Ramp Travel Index, which this is something cool I learned today. So I didn't realize that there was a standard for these. So when you go to an off-road event, if you're in like deep redneck county, these are a big thing. Um, but they do what's called a flex contest and they set up a ramp and you drive, you see how far you can drive up that ramp before with the front wheels. And the, the, when the rear wheel lifts off the ground, that's the max of your RTI, your ramp travel index. And all those ramps are about, or are supposed to be at exactly 20 degrees. That's I, love, the, I love when people do it when they roll over. Yes, they, they do that far. a lot. Yeah. When they do this. So by uh, disconnecting the sway bar, it allows more travel of the front wheels, and therefore you get less lift on the rear wheels. And articulation. More of articulation, yeah. yeah. And so how these things work is they, when you think of like a sway bar disconnect, a lot of people think of like physically disconnecting the links to the sway bar and it like physically removing it, but that's not really what it does. You have a spline system that connects the bar, um, and it works sort of like a manual transmission, actually. With Technically, a sh- there's two bars. Like, in, yeah. in some cars, in normal cars, if you don't have a disconnect, it's one bar that goes from wheel to wheel mm-hmm. that if, if one comes up, it pushes the other side down, which right. helps. This is two bars going into a, an electric box with splines on the end. Yep, and those splines are not like, they're not the same all the way around. And so the reason they're not is so that when you reconnect that sway bar, it goes into the exact same position every single time. Otherwise, you'd have really uneven tension on the bar. That's what I was laughing about. I was thinking about those people that that didn't have the the exact placing. You drive you drive your Jeep back on the road, and it's tipping, <laughs> and you click it, and then all of a sudden... Yeah, you'd have a really good turn one way and a really sloppy turn, turn the, the other, other way. way. Yeah. <laughs> so anyway, uh, yeah, so that's what they do is they disconnect this bar, this two-piece bar at the splines, and that allows you to completely disconnect the sway bar. Um, on Jeep, they automatically reconnect at above 18 miles an hour um, for safety because you don't want to roll the Jeep over, which does happen. Um, if you've ever heard of the death wobble, and that's, a, that's what it's called. It's called the death wobble. Um, that's typically a sway bar disconnect has failed. And what happens is because there's unequal tension on the, the right and left wheel, you'll see the wheels start shaking really, really bad. Really bad. And until it's literally, um, and motorcycle guys, it's I was called say, tank I, slapper. I, I know the, yeah, the death so, wobble on a bike. Yeah, yeah. death yeah. wobble on a bike yeah. is called a tank slapper. And we've all heard of those if you're a motorcycle guy. Uh, on a Jeep or a four-wheel drive vehicle, it's because you have uneven tension on both sides. And now all of a sudden, you literally physically can't grab the wheel. There's so much force rocking the steering wheel. And then your vehicle violently shifts one direction to the next, and you hopefully are able to ride it out. Not go that way. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. and hopefully you can drive it out, but that is often not the case. So um, these things breaking is really bad. They've become much more robust over the years, but they are really cool systems and a pretty cool feat of engineering to take a vehicle that you can drive really well on the street and then actually really crawl it with some serious articulation. So, I mean, and it's a matter of, I mean, up to like 10 more inches of articulation. It's not a small amount. It's a huge difference. It's really cool stuff, really cool technology. There's a lot of great videos out there that you can... 
yep. look at too, as far as people. Yeah, Engineering Explained uh, gave us a really good explanation on this one. So yeah, shout white, out to whiteboard them. and all. Yeah, <laughs> famous for his whiteboard. Absolutely. Yeah. So basically, disconnect soft suspension, reconnect harder suspension, and advantages to both. The so more you know. The more you know. Mm-hmm. That's how electronic disconnect sway bars work. Thanks, Yay. Carter Subaru, for your tip of the week. Thank you. Yeah. Yes. And for sponsoring our show. Yeah, that too. Yeah. And my car. Yeah. And all the other Subaru stuff. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. I got so many tools this week, by the way. Why? Just for fun. Oh, okay. <laughs> got cool. a three-way laser level. I got a skill saw because I got to make some shelves. You're going to make shelves? Yeah. Oh, great. Well, they don't come this, like, nothing in the house. Right? This last episode, nothing is standard size in the house. Absolutely nothing. The, the All the uh, closets are different angles, so I'm going to have to cut the shelves to length. So I'm like, well, uh, okay. excuse to buy a saw. <laughs> I had a, I have a saw. Yeah, but yeah, you have a different saw. I mean, you're no, ch- I have like a full, exactly probably what you bought. Oh. So I, ha- I had a whole Ryobi kit we probably should have talked about that. Okay, that's okay. <laughs> um, yeah, so. You no, live close I have now. A new, I have a new chainsaw. That's different. <laughs> that thing's fun. Yeah, thank, you, <laughs> thank you, DeWalt. Yeah. Uh, speaking of uh, death wobbles and head shakes and motorcycles, welcome to the short ti- show, time or. <laughs> <laughs> is there going to be a test after all this? Yes, there is. Jeez. We won't pass it either. Don't worry. Yeah, okay, it'll be okay. fine. Yeah. It's I a bell curve. Video. You'll be fine. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's, it's shaped like a bell. The, no. <laughs> the Liberty Bell? Yeah. It's cracked. Are I we guess. the crack? Yeah. <laughs> On more well, thank reasons. you for inviting me. Yeah. You've got uh, some good stories. You're into a lot of cool different stuff. You have the cool boxster, which we don't say very often. <laughs> it is I don't different. think anybody's ever said that. <laughs> I have. No. Yeah. It's like, no, I do. It's like I said, cool nobody one. said that. Uh, <laughs> no. Oh. Yeah. I, I, like, we were talking. We I don't Unarmed. Think I don't think I've seen you. Since the Ducati Fest out at, um, what's the brewery out there? Sumerian Brewing uh, Sumerian yeah. Brewing, yeah. In Woodenville, yeah. yeah. Those fun. Those were good times. I love I, those. I miss fun times. Yeah. I miss group events. Yeah. The old days. Yeah. yeah. The COVID classics. <laughs> I, I think I'm finally getting to the point where I'm out in public and I'm, I'm not reaching my hand out anymore. Like... Because of the offensive people. Offending oh, people. I still like being around people like Diver Dave who runs up and gives you a hug. That's different. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Diver Dave is probably carrying every illness out there, but well, he's, you know. He's got a carded yeah. Tinkerbell, but so that's, and that's figure why, it out. That's why we put him underwater. So it's easier to that's keep it. him. It's easier to track. To keep him. Just yeah. cut the air down a little yeah, bit exactly. if you want to shut him up. I think that's, I think that's part of his problem. The air's been cut off. So, yeah. Um, you are a man of... A vast, I was looking over your sort of pseudo resume, I guess, from Facebook, and you have had a lot of different jobs. You've lived quite a life. You do cool stuff now. It's a. I, yeah, why can't you keep a job? <laughs> so You're Microsoft's got to quit growing. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> yeah, I kind of grew up at Microsoft, so uh, when things changed, it was really one of the reasons I stayed there for, you know, this is my 30th year. Wow. Whoa. I'm still at Microsoft. Um, but as it grew, um, there were always new roles. And, you know, like the average person, as they grow up, they do three or five or six careers. And uh, being a Navy vet, I worked in a couple other jobs and ended up there. Um, I was able to change careers without leaving the company. Yeah. So I've just about worked in everything as, as it's grown up. That's kind of cool. That is always sort of interesting around here. Like you said, I talk to people and they'll be like, oh, I've been at Microsoft for this long and I've, I've done this role and then I went to this role. Like, well, how did you make that? Oh, I just wanted something different. Like, oh, okay. Yeah. Like, you know. Just kind of lean in and see how it works yeah. out. Yeah. yeah. Now, like I've made bad games. decisions yeah. along the way. Trust yeah. me, but <laughs> yeah, I survived have. them. Yeah. That's the important thing. <laughs> yeah, that's, so that's it. important yeah. thing. And it's funded the fun stuff, so it works. I was going to yeah. say, yeah, as long as, as long as the stock is there. So yeah. there are a few it years it wasn't. There's hope for you, Dan. You can do whatever you want now. Oh, yeah, totally. That's it. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, um, 
when it when it comes to the adrenaline sports, it's something I've always been into. So I started with motorcycles when I was a kid. My dad was a drag racer. Um, I remember you earlier. You talked about chargers. Yeah. Right, right? And so my first car I used to work summers in construction, and I bought my first car when I was fifteen. It was a Dodge Charger. Yeah. Uh, man, that thing took a beating. Um, <laughs> yeah, they don't jump like they do on TV. No, they don't. They get a bend in them. Um, <laughs> yeah, slight arc. <laughs> yeah, they do. Yeah. Never handled the same after that. But luckily, back then, I was doing mostly straight line work. Um, <laughs> the hood's a little higher. <laughs> <laughs> actually, it made a little bit of a challenge to look over at times. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, and then uh, here in the Northwest, you know, once I got here, I really got into road racing. So yeah. road racing was kind of my gig. Where'd you grow up? So grew up in, like, the Santa Cruz, Scotts Valley area. Okay. So I lived, I actually lived all over California. I left there when I was 19 and went in the military, and then I've been away since, but I've been here. This is home. This nice. Is, you know, I got my duck feet. I'm good. <laughs> You're a Navy guy, right? Yeah, I'm a Navy guy. Yeah? So, um, uh, Navy, and then what, what made the actual switch to Washington, though? Uh, that was an interesting phone call from, actually, from Microsoft, someone I had worked with. After I got out of the Navy, I ended up getting a job as an architect doing what was called Novell Networks. Oh, yeah. And I got really good at that, and I was on the East Coast. I was stationed in North Atlantic. I was actually going to go career Navy. Um, got this phone call, startup in the Williamsburg area in Virginia, was looking at doing some interesting stuff for hotel property management systems. And someone said, you know, you should probably go and check this out, because I was a really heavy communications guy. I was an IEEE guy in the military, besides Navy intelligence, because you had to maintain your own intel equipment. Right. And uh, so I ended up getting into that. I got really good with Novell Networks and an operating system called Unix. So I was a multi, I was a multi-user guy, mm-hmm. systems guy. Um, and I got this phone call, and they were like, hey, "Come on down, you know, we got this job." And and someone said, "You know, we should we should check it, you know, see if you're interested." And so I got on a plane. I flew out here, kind of walked around. That was the, the year Windows first shipped. And if you if you realize if you look back on that, you realize that Windows shipped without print drivers. Right. Oh, so, yeah. So if you got the very first version of Windows, you couldn't print anything. <laughs> so I remember I was sitting, I was sitting in, uh, at the time, Greenville, South Carolina, and, uh, and I was playing around with Windows. And so I flew out here, and they were like, eh, this, that, and the other. And I said, well, you guys got DOS, and very interesting set of 40 commands. That's pretty cool. You can do b- nice batch files. And then you got this Windows thing. I said, but it don't print. And then I was looking at, you know, you got Excel, and you had word and then you know but they were getting their butts kicked by lotus and by word perfect and everyone i'm yep. like look i'm a systems guy i don't see this happening i don't see you taking novell out and so i flew back <laughs> and the recruiter calls me up and says look the boss said that we're going to win this thing and you need to come down and spend a week with us and really talk about it and i said so you're gonna fly me out you put me in a hotel and you let me kind of check it all out and like, yeah. so i flew out and i was like 25 at the time and so I flew out, and I, you know, I thought, wow. And they were like, look, we're going to give you this, that, and the other. And all I owned was a motorcycle, and I had an apartment in the, in the Greenville area. And I said, so, and, you, so, and you're going to fly all my stuff out. You're going to fly out my motorcycle, and you're going to put me up in a place, and we're going to figure out this thing you call land manager. They're like, yeah. Well, shit, at least it gets me back on the West Coast. So here I am. <laughs> I'm doing this for you, though. <laughs> yeah. Exactly right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, and it was funny because I came out here with just a motorcycle. Within a week, I bought a car. Because it rained completely <laughs> every day for like four months after that when it was like 70 to 80 degrees and blue skies while I was here the whole time. So it was pretty fun. Welcome to the Northwest. Oh, thank yeah. you. Yeah, I've adapted. Yeah. <laughs> Say, we actually have a huge motorcycle community here. And people, you don't expect yeah. it for some places so wet, but uh, between the road racers and the adventure scene and the off-roading guys, there's a ton of motorcycle stuff oh, here. Oh, yeah. Well, kind of weird. You know, and when I, when I came here and I was doing, you know, and I started getting into the road racing, I was actually off-road racing, and then I got into road racing cars. 
And so like in the, in the mid to early 90s, or mid to late 90s is when I was doing a lot of car stuff, and then early 2000s. Um, and that, that was all car stuff, right? So I was, I was just heads down learning how to road race cars. And I actually even actually at one point taught at Performance Race School here. So with Kitch. As a matter of yep, fact, Kitch. <laughs> buddy of mine here, a buddy of mine here, Will, who's actually here in the room. Will's been on the show yeah. Right? Yeah. Like about yeah. a year ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I was able to get through about half that interview. Um, <laughs> but anyway, try being us. We had to sit through the whole thing. <laughs> it was when I was, and, and Will's grown to be one of my best friends um, over the over the twenty five years we've been around He's each other. He's shaking now. his head pretty violently. No, well, that's that's because his beer's in. It must be a speed wobble. Get him another beer, he'll be fine. <laughs> oh, okay, gotcha. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, actually, he's a wine guy. That yeah, might yeah. be the problem. Yeah. He's drinking a beer. We got that too. He's drinking Rainier. He's fine. Yeah, um, but that's how Will and I met, though. As I was actually instructing and. He, he, I was his first instructor on the racetrack, and we just kind of hit it off. And, uh, and then over the years, I just kept heads down. My goal was to go pro. Like, I'm going to get to the pros. I'm going to go check it out. And, uh, and I won co- here in Seattle, and I won in Portland, and then I went pro. And my, my inaugural race as a, pro, as a pro was the California Grand Prix. What were you racing? Yeah. Was- Anything and everything that would pass tech. Oh. I mean, that's, I'm, I'm like that guy. I'm like, okay. I adapt, and I let the car just do its thing. Um, but at the time, it was uh, production. I was doing mostly production. In the club stuff, I was doing everything. Though. I was doing formula cars. I was doing you know, production cars on an RX-7 that was a, that was a production <laughs> uh, Pro 7 car. <laughs> yeah. so, uh, and actually, I got rid of my Ferrari because the Pro 7 was so much faster. And every year, I'd go through ten grand just on the clutch on a 308. So yeah. Yeah. 308 went. And, and actually, didn't we run the Pro 7 car in the Emerald Cup? I thought you were there. No, it was Kitch. Kitch and I and Will, or not Will, and Bill Cullen, we all ran. There used to be an Emerald Cup here. And oh, yeah. It was a yeah. six-hour race yep. over at uh, Seattle International or Pacific Raceways. Kitch blew up my transmission in that race. Um, <laughs> Somebody should teach that guy how to drive. I right? know, really. I mean, geez, he's <laughs> great in the drive. rain. That yeah. was a dry race. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, Apparently. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, but, yeah, so I just, you know, I really grew up that way. And then I did the pro stuff. And then I kind of relaxed a little bit, had a child. Grew him up, got him married, got him off, and then... Back to the cars. Well, and the bike. actually, it was mostly the motorcycles. I think by then, I kind of did my fill of car stuff, and so I really got into motorcycles. Uh, raced those, had a race team in uh, Ducati Speed, uh, did that. Um, and then after a while, though, really uh, started focusing. One of the things I love about what Adam's doing with Avance, mm-hmm. right? You mentioned Avance, right? It's about, it's about bringing a community together that loves to ride. It doesn't matter what you ride. Yeah, it's like the the rider makes the moto. The moto don't make the rider, and it's one of the reasons why I kind of broke off the the Ducati side. Um, is is actually looking at that concept. And uh, the other thing is that when the communities come together, you've heard of the Cafe Racers Union. It's, yeah, it's yeah. a it's a Washington State nonprofit that I started. That is a motorcycle club, but it's actually multi layer. Let's talk about that um, a little bit more. We need to take our first break. When we come back, I want to tell, tell us more about the Cafe Racers Union. Sure. We'll be right back. We spend an average of 8 hours and 41 minutes a day facing screens. Laptops, smartphones, tablets, even digital refrigerators. But what are we really connected to? Isn't it time you connected to something greater? Sometimes the best way to connect is to disconnect. This moment of escape was created by Haggerty. For people who love cars. And that's the last thing I said to her. So, oh, we're back. Um, so <laughs> half the time I just come up. 
just to screw with Dan. Yeah. So he's my ears will never be the same. No. <laughs> that's so before we left, you were talking about the Cafe Racers Union. I remember that because it's on your shirt right now. So that's yes. I, that's how I was able. Right to, above my heart. Right above your heart. Right yeah. above. Yeah, my you have heart. a big heart. Yeah, a big so. heart. So tell us a little bit more about that. So it was actually about four years ago. One of the things. When I look at all the different communities that we have up here, and, and you know, like Dan mentioned, we all kinds of motorcycle stuff going on. Really wanted to kind of build something that would also connect with the commercial side of the community out here. So if you look at the Cafe Racers Union, which is a nonprofit, we have this little slogan underneath the bottom where it says passion and impact. It's the passion about the ride and who we ride with and what we ride, but also impact on the community while we ride. So we have very specific goals of doing things that will leave uh, a nice fingerprint on the world, right? So I've got kind of a question for you that kind of takes this back a little bit. And Dan, you can answer this too. Define Cafe Racer. I, I got I got the answer for that one. Go, please do then. <laughs> All right. I can define the style better. So, well, I mean, that, and that's the thing. It is a model. It, it's, it's, yeah. it, it, it's a very wide definition. But it's a culture. Yes. Yeah. And if, if you go back post-World War II, right, in the U.S., we got into hot rodding, right? You get American graffiti kind of stuff, right? Yep. And so, but if you go back to Europe, it was really, really trashed because of the war. You know, you look at England was getting bombed by the Germans, and you look at all over in Italy and everything else, you had the Allies just lighting it up. So their primary mode of transportation was bicycles and then motorcycles, right? And so they kind of came out of that. And then you go into the early 1950s, and the kids really kind of clustered around motorcycles, modding them and then hanging out at cafes. Mm -hmm. And then they'd race from cafe to cafe, right? And there was one day, and you know, like if you ever heard of the Ace Cafe, right? Oh, yeah. That's, yeah. Like, that's like the, yep. the cornerstone of all the cafes in, in the UK. Um, but the kids would race back and forth, and once a couple of the kids were walking in, and there were a couple of lorry drivers, truck drivers, that were sitting in this one cafe, and they looked and said, you're not Grand Prix racers, you're cafe racers. And the kids looked at him and said, yeah, you're right. And so and cafe stuck. racers are born. But the really, and the reason why, actually, there were a couple of reasons why I picked it when I decided to do this, because it kind of reached all over the community, picked people that were like-minded, um, but also um, they, you know, they, they weren't tied to a specific marquee. I mean, there's a couple. They're all Ducati or they're all this. Yeah. I always um, think Ducati, Triumph, Norton, Norton, Triumph. PSA matchless. Yeah. yeah, but it's hard to get a Norton nowadays. Now yes, it's bellied up again. Yeah. Um, but anyway, um, where was I? So on the Cafe Racer side, though, one of the reasons I picked that name was because of the diversity. Yeah. Right? You could ride anything. You come in. The, there was the culture thing, and people came together, and they just had fun, and they just got it going. Like even back then, if you look back in the U.K. at the time, rock and roll was outlawed, right? But what they'd do is they'd throw an LP on, you know, the jukebox, and they'd go out, and they'd have to do the race, go to this point, and come back before the song was done. Right? That was one of their tricks. The other thing is where you heard the, the term ton up, right? The ton up club. If you've ever seen that where it says ton up, that means they broke 100 miles an hour, right? That was oh, their goal uh, back then, right? okay. which back then on that equipment, oh, yeah. no safety gear was kind of like, yeah, you were living on the edge. Yeah. So it was their hot rod scene and the fact that they were modifying, these, they exactly. were modifying these stock bikes to be yeah. lighter and faster and... Yeah. Just trying to squeeze the horsepower and the speed out of them. Sure. And then and if you look back at the Grand Prix racers of the day, they look like what you see Triumph doing today with this retro racers, right? Yeah. Like, you know, like the, the factory custom that I've got. You see me riding a lot. Good looking um, bike. And they're, they're fun. I mean, it's got an Olin suspension, Brembo brakes. Thing handles like a GP bike. It just ain't got all the motor. Right? Yeah. It's kind of an older architecture. But, um, but just the same, it is a fast bike. As a matter of fact, I almost killed myself on it the other day because I thought I was riding an older Thruxton. I was on that, and I forgot to lace up my helmet when I got an 18. 
felt the flap. I pulled over, did my helmet, and then I nailed it thinking I was on a Thruxton 900 and I was on the factory custom, which is hand polished, poured, and all this other stuff. And it's like 40% more horsepower and 40% more. <laughs> front end comes up. I'm in second gear. Front end's still up. And I'm like, oh, yeah, I'm on the FTC. Yeah. <laughs> That's a good problem to have where you forget yeah, which bike exactly. you're riding. <laughs> well, COVID, it COVID's you. made it a challenge. Right? I'm not yeah. getting through them all. Yeah. So, um, but, you know, and we work a lot with charities. I mean, that's, that's kind of our goal. And we work with, you know, we partner with like IN Motorsports, Optimum Performance, uh, Rider Training. We do track fundraisers. We actually had a race this year. It was called the Cafe Racers Cup scheduled for June. And all the entry, and so that was a partnership with Optimum Performance, uh, Rider Training. We did this partnership, and so all of it, we had 20 bikes registered. They were going to go out. We are going to do a race, cafe racers. All the registration money was going to Vine Maple Place to help the families there that are borderline homelessness. And then that got canceled, and uh, we spun it off to, on June 20th, we did a rolling car show. We partnered with one of the churches. Point really being there is so we work with, like, all these different local commercial entities in the industry to do things good for the community, right? Yeah. And that's nice, and the fact that these guys can get together. And it's not, I think, and like comparing it to a lot to Avance like you did, yeah. it, it's people coming. You don't have to have a built cafe racer bike to be a part of this. It's, no. it's, about, it's about riding. It's about sharing the passion yeah. and doing that. We did our first track day like four years ago, and in the mix of bikes that showed up and signed up for that, because all that money goes to charity too, and OPRT donates classroom instruction. We do the tech inspection. All that stuff is donated, the track time over at Pacific or the Ridge. We had scooters and we had Harley cruisers with baggers on it, man, <laughs> all out there doing that 30-minute experience track. And, and the, the way I designed it was it was a check-the-box bucket list kind of thing. If you ever wanted to get on a racetrack, this is a safe place. No, by the way, the money is going to go here. Yeah, that's great. So you get to check two boxes in one lifetime, right? The interesting thing is 70% of the population that uses those fundraisers, and we do about three to five a year, goes on to do full track days. Yeah. They just like they discover oh. something. They, yeah. they, they discover something. And it's amazing how freeing it is when you ain't got to worry about a car pulling out in front of you. A dog or a, or a cop deer. around the corner. <laughs> yeah. Well, SIR. Pacific Raceway. There's that great picture that Carl took at Pacific Raceway with that one, one young kid in the race, and there's a deer, right? So <laughs> it happens. Yeah. I keep, tell, I keep telling Carl, stop taking deer to the track and releasing them. He wants to get those action shots. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Tell me more about the car stuff, though. Um, I, oh, yeah, I can talk bikes all day. Right, right, right. <laughs> so uh, where did you, you started, um, you said you started with cars, really. Yeah. And you, want, you wanted to go pro, you did that. Uh, where, what, where did you go after you went pro? What are you driving now? What brought you there? What's in your stable? What do you want to be when you grow up? Yeah. I don't know. I'm not going to grow up. <laughs> no. No. Either that's, are we. That's why we have cars. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> We're just looking for ideas. I got rid of my son. He's married. He's on his journey. I'm in life number two. <laughs> okay. Right? That's fair enough. Yeah. He said, don't wait around for me. Um, you know, the interesting thing is uh, um, when I look across all the different cars, just like motorcycles, I've wrecked enough vehicles in my life that I don't get emotionally attached to them, so I tend to experiment. Right? Yeah. And so right now, I just got rid of a few AMGs, and I picked up Porsches. This is your future. I know, I know. <laughs> no, I, I hope so. Uh, like I'm the type of future. person that, like, I mean, I, I cried when my BMW left, and, like, Dan's like, I'm going to get a new car today. I'm like, what the? <laughs> no, man, it's, I like, understand. it's like a bad relationship. Move. Yeah. Um, <laughs> You know, but the, the interesting thing, though, is that, yeah, so I, I tend to really want to experience things. Um, mm-hmm. when, I was, when I was teaching and I was racing, 911s were doing really well. As a matter of fact, you know, Team Seattle, right? Yeah. Yeah. Team Seattle actually started out as Team CF in 95. With Don, Don Kitch came to me once. 
gave me a call and he said, I'm going to put together this WSC car for 24 hours of Daytona. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, right. and so we started chatting and stuff. I said, have you thought about putting a charity on it? Did he talk about that on his episode? Like a little bit, yeah. yeah. When Don yeah. was here, I think he brought that yeah. up a little bit, yeah. Yeah, so we, uh, we ended up running that Riley and Scott with the Oldsmobile motor, and we put Team CF on it. CF is really close to me because my brother died from it, right? Yeah. So, like, when I went in the Navy, 10% of my income. That was when I found out I was a philanthropist before I knew what philanthropy was, right? Um, CF, cystic fibrosis. Cystic fibrosis, yeah. that's yeah. exactly it. Thank you. Yeah. Um, and we've made great strides just this year, so it's, it's been a good year. But anyway, so, you know, I would always, always end up in 911s, but I didn't like them. I didn't like the pre-996s. Um, it just felt, the, the foot controls felt awkward. And what I learned about, what didn't go well with me in a, in, a, in a 911 was I would float from car to car and I would adapt to the car, right? Whether it be a Formula car or a Club Ford or Renard or whatever, I just figure it out and adapt. Um, with the 911, you got to be dedicated. Yep. Right. I mean, that's like you're yeah. in body, soul, and you're going to commit to it for like two or three years, and then you're going to run at the front of the pack. Yeah, you got to bleed portion. Well, yeah. You do. Post 996, the engine kept moving forward, and back then they were really rear engine cars. Oh yeah. All the oh. way over the rear. Oh, axle. I can tell you a fun. You want to yeah. hear a fun race story? Yeah, of course. So this was like 2001. No, it's not a car show. Move on. All right. Uh, <laughs> so, <laughs> nobody wants to hear that. Crap. Excuse me <laughs> while I remove the boot. Yeah. Exactly. Um, yeah. <laughs> okay, time. Wake up. <laughs> yeah. Um, no, it was like it was 2001, and I, had, I didn't do anything in 2000. And so I went up to Kitch, and I said, you know, I want to rent one of your cars. I want to go out and just do a race. And so I hadn't raced since 99 at that point. So I see SCC said, well, you know what, Ty, we'll let you race, but we want you to do the novice thing first. So it was a rainy, rainy day in Seattle. And, so, and this is when he had those little ACR neons. Mm-hmm. You ever seen those little ACR neons? Oh, yeah. 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 Those things are quick. Well, and those were the things. You know where he got those from? Did you ever watch back when the Indy cars, they'd have the celebrity races and they had little Dodge Neons out there? Oh, yeah. Those were the cars. That. Yeah. Those were the cars. Oh. And so he bought them after they, they finished that series. Anyway, so I got the car. I rented it from Don for like 500 bucks. You would take gas and I put some new wheels on the front, or new tires on the front end. And I was going out there and I was going to race it and, um, and did go out and race it. But actually, it was fun because I'm out there. And this was after they just reconfigured the track. So they had cut off so you can no longer go out and clip the launch pad, right, back from okay. the drag strip. I don't know if you've ever put a tire on there in the wet. That's like ice skating, <laughs> right? You just, it just takes one tire. I got one RX-7 front end in my garage from that. Um, <laughs> but anyway, so I ended up getting it, and we run out there, and, and we do all the qualifying stuff. And, got it. and so there's a race, and there's a Viper and a RS America in the race, too. And I'm in a neon. And I used to, you know, at that point, I taught at the track. I wanted the track. I pro race. <laughs> I'm out there having a good old time in a front-wheel car, in a rain race. Is this, was that the Neon SRT4? Did they, was no, it, it no? wasn't. The, no, it was a Dodge. It was what they called the American Club Racer. It was okay. Dodge Neon ACR, ACR, and they made them just for racing. Yeah. Right, super, super lightweight. Neon. Super lightweight. Stripped Mitsubishi yeah. motor in it. You could tune it a little bit. But anyway, so I go out there, and so we're out there, and it's like, and we start to separate out. There's the, the, the Viper, the 911, the Neon, right? <laughs> and, and I'm like... Catching these guys on the corner, and then they hit the front straightaway, and they, they motor it. Right? Gone, and, yeah. like, and so I catch them, you know, start getting in two, go 3A, 3B, catch them. Catch. So anyway, after the race, get it all done. I think I ended up in third, you know, just chasing those guys around. And, and the guy who owns the RS, the RS America, he comes up and he goes, what the heck you got in that neon? I'm like, what do you mean? He goes, 
I paid a lot of money for that RS America. It was my first race. Every time I looked in my mirror, I saw that neon with those clown lights. Because remember, the yeah, lights the are painted yellow and pink, right? They said high and that. And, yeah. and I laughed, and I said, I'm running nitrous. And he looked at me. I said, no, no. I said, actually, I teach at the track. You know, I've pro-raced. I've, I've raced these things before. I'm just out here having a good time. I hadn't raced in a while. And he goes... Oh, thank God. <laughs> I thought something was wrong with my RS America. i got to explain this to my wife. Yeah. I bought a slow car. Could have so, bought a hey, neon. I told him, I said, as long as you didn't have a rearward-looking camera, you're fine. Yeah. You know, it looked good. You had a Viper in front of you. Yeah. yeah. Um, but anyway, so that was, that was one of the most fun events that, uh, that I got to play in. So. As I said, everybody's fast until they drive or ride, especially ride next to an instructor. Then you're like, I am really slow. <laughs> well, and the, the great thing about a front-wheel drive car in the rain, right? I mean, if it starts Point to get loose, you give it more gas, gas right? You just, you just got to have the right line, and everything else just happens. That's, that's not much different than a 911 when it goes wrong in a corner. If you let off, you're done. It's just I'll never admit to spinning a few of those. Yeah. <laughs> Old school ones, anyway. They're great to rotate on the FIA curb up in, F, in 5A5B, though. Huh. They respond well with that. Yeah, the rotating. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, yeah, going from one side to the next. Yeah, oh, they okay. Recover I, was, well I, th- from I that. thought he meant spinning but it. No, no, oh, no. Okay. You, what <laughs> you do is instead of like trying to figure out where the motor is, the pendulum is back there. I used to rotate it off of five A five B. So you come up the hill, you go left, and you just clip it enough, and it would just set it just right for heading up the hill. Uh, that worked for me every time because that's the same thing I do with like a club forward, right? The same thing, rotating the same way. Dang. To learn new things. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know if you want to do that anymore. They changed the configuration back there. That was before they had sand. We used to call that Death Valley. If you went off, you either hit the berm or you went off into Death Valley down there and they had to pull the tow rig in and pull your butt up. Oh. So it was the end of the race. Yeah. It's not as treacherous now, I don't think. No, it's gotten a lot better. It has yeah. gotten a lot better. And well, and, and then they went and they paved the whole thing. All of my markers are gone. <laughs> there used to be some nice grooves and stuff and you'd set up for the different types of asphalt service because there's... Over 30 years, it's like, oh, we're going to patch this one, then we're going to yeah. patch that one. And it's like, that was little a puzzle, hop, right? Little hop, little yeah, hop. It's like yep. you knew exactly what to do, and all of a sudden it all matches, and you're like, what the? Let's just do this. <laughs> I oh, don't understand. <laughs> yeah. Well, I fell in love. The first time I went to the ridge, though, I fell in love with that. That ridge is just. It, yeah, it's a nice, nice set of track, that's for is. sure. And yeah. you've got room. Yeah. My gosh. Yeah, I, uh, a friend of mine went off there not too long. A good friend of ours went off there not too long ago, and he. Coasted into a tire wall, but like super gentle because he had all that runoff and he was like expecting the worst. And he gets out and he's like, Oh, he's got tire scuffs. <laughs> Drove back on the track. <laughs> he's going through his wallet. Where's yeah, the black exactly. card? <laughs> it's just like that, that butts in your throat feeling of like, I am financially uh, ruined. <laughs> yeah, here's my driving season. Yeah. Um, so you're driving a, um, today, I should say you have other cars, but you drove a, a, a Boxster um, Spider. Yeah. So, which sounds. I like to call it a 987 Spider. 987 Spider, yes. Which sounds redundant, though. Boxster Spider being Boxster being hey, convertible. Hey, hey, when you get that thing from Washington State, what is it? Does it say 987 Spider or does it say Boxster? After I'm done with it, it yes. does. <laughs> that a whiteout. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Technology is wonderful. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's kind of a fun thing. It's one of the, uh, if you look at the uh, criteria for exotics, the Spider is one of the ones that's called out as allowed in because they only made a really limited run of those, especially yeah. of yours in the, you've got a PDK, but there was less than. Yeah, what, I think as far as North as North. America, they only ship like 700 or something. Yeah. And actually, it was the Americas. I don't think it was just North America. Yeah, and it was a really limited number of those. Yeah. They have um, 
a really funky roof, which actually works. Uh, it looks the sun visor. Yeah, it's like a yeah. It looks like a I don't know how to even it, describe it. it. it it's, it's like if you would went to a fancy music festival in one of the tents, like it was, yeah, it's just, exactly. It's one of those. Yeah, it's a high it's a high end pavilion. Yes, <laughs> it, yeah, there you go. Yeah. yeah, it's not like a Murcielago that looks like somebody from REI oh on their break designed it. Stable guy. <laughs> I don't yeah. know how drunk the guy was that designed the roof on the Murcielago, but just yeah, <laughs> accompanied by a winery. Yeah, exactly. It's okay. Yeah. All you gotta do is get out and have fifty minutes in the rain. You can build a roof. <laughs> Also, don't drive the car about 15 miles an hour. <laughs> That's the one. Pretty much. Yeah, no, I, I do. I love the, the mid-engine. I fell in love with the mid-engine Porsches. I, I played around with the 996 and the 997. But once I got in my first Cayman S. Yeah. And I first came in, I was like, ooh, this is fun. And then I got a hold of, I got a hold of the Spider just by happenstance. And I was like, this is going to work great on the track. And you got it from our friend's Park Place, right? Yeah, I got yeah. it from Park Place. Yeah. Yeah, yeah David Kay. And uh, and then, uh, well, then a GTS popped up. It came in GTS at 2016. And so, well, you had to. I mean, Well, I needed a daily driver at that point, right? Well, yeah. So there we go. <laughs> something so, with windows. We go down and visit mom in California and need something that's comfortable. The spider ain't it. <laughs> no, a little weird noise seats. in there. Well, you got those carbon bucket seats, too. It's like wedging yourself into a race car. And are those the seats that came in that car? Or was that, yeah. that's, okay. Because yeah. like we were t- discussing, they're, they're, they're the same seats that came out of the Carrera GT. Yeah. 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 So, well, and the interesting thing is, so when you got that car, that was the option. That was actually the norm. But everyone would option them out and put the padded sports seats in them. Uh, just like it didn't okay. come with AC or a stereo, right? Or the cup holders. But you can, it's a no, it's, it was a no or, fee option, yeah, right? Yeah. It was yeah. a zero cost option to add them. So whoever bought that went with that configuration, but got the stereo, the AC, and the cup holder. And then they put in the fab speed exhaust system into the ECU. Which you didn't know when you bought it. Which no, is, no. That's, I'm that's like, a wonderful thing to I'm discover. I'm sitting there. I'm going, I'm going, oh, look at that. And then I look underneath and it's like fab speed. I'm like, cool. Yeah. <laughs> Done. This <laughs> seems louder than it should be. Yeah. I'm yeah. just like, yeah, yeah. there's something. That's a big hole back there. Yeah. <laughs> so. Yeah. And the, the GTS is a six speed though. Yeah. Yeah. The GTS is a manual six speed. Yeah. It's, you know, when I was racing, everything was manual. So, you know, they, I, I like the PDK. Did I they have the, the auto blip on that? Or did that come out? And yes, no, no, it's it got the auto blip. Yeah. So it's also got Game that, major. what freaked me out the first time because I didn't even know about it. If you're not in sport mode, right, and you're just in regular drive mode in the GTS, and you pull up to light and you hit the clutch, it goes to sleep. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, man, that's quiet. And I look down at the tachometer, it's at zero. And I'm like, oh, that's off. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm like, so I'm, but I'm, I'm doing the math and saying everything else looks right and I got no lights. So I push the clutch in and boom, it comes back to life. I swear in some cars that actually has to decrease fuel mileage because I know so many people who automatically put it in sport mode so it stops doing that because sport mode in pretty much anything German defeats the uh, yeah. the auto off. I, mean, I, t- I had it coded out on my car. Or the I previous, still think it's previous owner coded it out on starters. my car uh, before I even got it. So. I just get in and I hit sport mode whenever I drive it. Exactly. Yeah. I'm like, whatever they did to save mileage on that, I swear was redundant because everybody just hates it and turns it off immediately. It's like, yeah. sport mode, done. Done. We're, we're done with yeah. this problem. But you had Mercs before the, the Porsche, Yeah, it's right? me, MGs. Okay. Um, nice. You know, and, and then back in the day when uh, Sovereign used to have, a, they called IRO, the International Race of Executives. Um, <laughs> yeah, it, was, it, was, it was fun. It was fun. Actually, what it was, it was That's a combination <laughs> of club racers and then the historic racers. And some of those guys are really good. You're talking about the guys out there in the real fast formula cars, right? Y'all, it, it was a fundraiser for children. So the Friday before the 4th of July weekend, there'd be about 15 of us. And we'd come out and we'd make this big donation. And, and Smart would give us all supercharged Mercedes. Right? And so we're out there in equally prepared cars, and we're going at it. 
And Kitch calls me up and he goes, man, he goes, we're not going to fill up all the cars. He goes, why don't you come out and run one? And I'm like, okay, well, how much donation? He tells me, all right. So come out there. I show up in Levi's and cowboy boots, right? And I got my helmet, my gloves. I'm like, it's a charity thing. And yeah. Kitch looks at me and goes, you can you, you bring your suit? I'm like, no, man, it's fireproof. I ain't crashing. Um, <laughs> I'm fireproof. I'm yeah, fireproof. Yeah, sure, I'm yeah, good. Yeah. Um, but anyway, went out there and ran that and, uh, and then I started to kind of get a kick on Mercedes. So that's when I started. I love the AMGs. There ain't nothing more fun than having a kid in a BMW pull up next to an AMG with a big motor. Yep. Thinking he's going to take it from a light. It ain't happening. <laughs> it's way too much torque. Um, yeah. When you can get the power down, they hook up and go. Yeah. Yeah. That's I have exactly some great right. burnout memories of my C63 and the few times it ran. Yeah. <laughs> and then at Christmas treed. Yeah. All yeah. the time. Pretty much. Well, yeah. and that's pretty much why I kind of swept all the AMGs out and then. It's like, all right, it's time for something new. I've got too many lights. <laughs> and they, yeah. weren't, they weren't green lights. Well, the Porsches are pretty bulletproof, so there's that. Yeah. We'll find out. I'm working on it. Yeah. If I just get, the, get them on the track now, this COVID thing, it's kind of slowed down my plan. Yeah. So. Well, there's less people on the roads. That's the track. Well, that's why I took the GTS down to Cal. Mom's birthday was last, on June 10th. So I, like, took a week off, and I said, go on out and say happy birthday to Mom. Jumped in the GTS, and. Oh, that's beautiful. There was no one down. in oh, no one in Northern California. And it was like, I know I'm faster than a Cessna, so I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> and there are so nice many ride. great driving roads in Northern California. Yeah, it was a beautiful drive. It was it was actually good solace time, just me and the Porsche. Yeah. I'm glad I took that, not the spider though. Bonding time. <laughs> yeah. 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 The spider would have sucked. What's uh what's next on your list, do you think? Since you're not uh loyal to your cars like me. <laughs> <laughs> I don't oh, know. Will's giving you a look. Will, Will's giving me a look. Italian? Last couple of years, I've been looking. I've been looking at Ferraris, but I haven't found one. I just haven't found one I've liked. I mean, looked at one really cool one. Um, then I went to make an offer on it, and obviously someone bought it. Yeah. So, but I was thinking about getting one of those. Had a lot of good memories with my dad. We used to do time distance rally stuff. Yeah. Um, you want something cool. modern or something vintage? Probably something more vintage. Cool. Oof. Yeah. That's brave. I'm thinking. Well, I'm thinking like either like a, I was actually looking at one of the fiberglass 308s. Yeah. Thinking one of those, um, but I was also looking at 328. I like the 328s because that was kind of the end of Enzo's. You know, that's the, I think mm -hmm. it was what 89 or 90 that Enzo passed, right? So yeah, I was thinking something in there because I, I like the I love the history of cars. I mean, I, I mean it's like it's funny talking with different people and they'll be talking about this motorcycle or that and who innovated what and I'll say no no Mercedes did that no 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 BMW did that and it's like um, but it's just fun to see the evolution of these things over the decades mm -hmm. and then get to go out and especially when you're a racer and you get to see how it really gets applied that's yeah. half the fun yeah the I, art of the drive we beat this to death on the show but you don't drive a spec sheet so it's it's a lot of fun to drive old cars fast yeah i mean it's just feeling like you're at the limit and really really feeling the car yeah. so right now you don't get feedback you well they it. just seem fast like yeah the, the triumph always seems like i'm doing 80 but i'm doing like 30 <laughs> well that was kind of the reason why i picked up that spider though because it's kind of in the borderline of being classic and being modern it do, it's not so intrusive that it gets in the way of everything but it's mechanically close enough with the suspension and the braking and everything else that so you feel you feel the car in that. You don't feel it in the GTS. Yeah. Or, excuse me, you feel the ground, right? You, I can feel the pavement if I hit the right kind of pavement. I can't feel it in the GTS. Hmm. Unless yeah. they repave it, then you can't. Yeah. Well, it depends <laughs> where you're at. Yeah, yeah, sure. yeah I was going to say, I, it's funny. Uh, American cars of the 80s, you just felt body roll, lack of power, and terrible terrible build quality and italian cars and european cars the 80s things felt really tight right and they just think you've well for the most part 
but especially Porsches and anything Italian in the 80s, it was like direct driver feedback, straight up race car, like racing came first. And you could tell with Ferrari, which they always have, I guess, for Ferrari is like racing first, everything else second. Yep. And then everything was designed to be driven that way, which is a really great feeling to drive. Well, it's like Enzo it. Ferrari was obsessed with it. Right? A little uh, you bit. Think? <laughs> it was, well, Passed it's just, it down to his owners. If you look <laughs> at the other thing after World War II and you think about what was going on in the U.S., the other thing was the whole plan to build that interconnected road system. Mm-hmm. And so America, we started building land yachts, right? It was like getting from point A to point Z <laughs> as comfortably as you can, right? Yeah. And, then, and then the kids started saying, well, we need to get from A to Z faster. And so then the next thing you know, we're doing drag racing and crap. Yeah. Um, but, you know, that's, that's why the American cars is coming out the gate other than what? You had like the T-Bird and you had the VAT. Other than that, there wasn't much to play with. No, and I think one of the <laughs> don't meet your hero moment uh, – any 80s Firebird. If you were a Knight Rider fan, if you've <laughs> yeah. ever driven one of those, man, I love them to this day. I want one, but I want to retro retro rod the thing because right. they are terrible to well, drive. Well, remember the 90s when Carol Shelby teamed up with Mitsubishi? Oh, God. <laughs> the Shelby Lancer ES. Yeah. Turbocharged. Yeah. Right. If Shelby needed money, he should have just told us. He should, yeah, really. <laughs> I mean, we That's would have gonna, passed the cup. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. It's, I mean... Yeah, it's a child of the 80s. I mean, you had yeah. Knight Rider, you had Dukes of Hazard, you had the A-Team van. I still want one of those, yeah, too. Yeah, yeah. I want yeah, all I mean, those doesn't things. want one of those. Probably a different flag, but I still want one of those. Oh, oh yeah, okay. Oh, there you go. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Tom Selleck is still why cool, and a, so is that Why would I want a car that never runs? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> runs? <laughs> yeah, right. Downhill on the back of a trailer. Yeah. 200 miles an hour if you throw it from an airplane. Yeah. 308s are still super cool in my book, but. That there's, was my first one, and that was I, that was a blast. There's something just so classic about yeah. it. When you think of a Ferrari, like if you don't know anything about cars and you think of a Ferrari, that 308 shape is what people think of. And I think yeah. a lot of it is because of Magnum PI yeah. and things like that. But it, it's something classic. Like, that's one of the only ones of the 80s that still holds up. Honestly, yeah. that's still that's a car that's still cool. It well, drove the great then. Yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah. yeah my well, advice. Yeah, yeah. Testarossa, yeah. 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 Fun yeah. fact, you couldn't. They had to all the shots for Magnum PI with the roof off because it doesn't fit in it with the roof on. So, oh. yeah, they, they, they just put a gurney bubble in there. Yeah, they, he, <laughs> they, he didn't fit with the roof on, so they had to have the roof off in every shot. So you, they reused a ton of shots because they only had the car for so long. And so and it's a real 308 in the show, unlike the rest of them. I yeah. saw a guy driving through Redmond today in a Huracan Spider, and he literally, his, his eyes were above the... Yeah, I... <laughs> we, <laughs> and he did not look happy. No, yeah, we laughed because we, we tried... We tried a hurricane. We're not spider. tall. Yeah, I'm but six he, This one. guy I'm was not, tall. <laughs> like I don't fit in that at all. Like yeah. I am literally looking directly at the top of the roof. Yeah, <laughs> small Italians only. Yeah. Pretty much. Yeah, Fiat drivers. I highly, I highly recommend. Yeah, go back to Ferrari. That'd be a fun and, thing. And to what do is it called? The Fiat Abarth. 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 Those are nice little. Those are uh, nice little uh, go karts. Uh, uh, yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah, they're fun. You yeah. get one of those a tuned, a tuned mini, and you have a little, yeah. little bit of fun. Yeah, Clevin from Metropolitan sold his, and he had a really nice, like, stage two or three turbo thing on the thing. It was quick. It was a fun yeah. thing. It spun the wheels like crazy, but it was fun. And in a Bart. It's interesting. When you you were talking about Ferraris and vintage Ferraris, and we were we have a member here that bought a Ferrari off of Brinka Trailer. In Texas. In Texas. And, I mean, vintage. And, and you think, like, that's the last place you, at the time, you would want to buy a Ferrari. I mean, obviously, Brinka Trailer has come up 
Yeah, it was yeah. August in Texas. But yeah, and the steering wheel was so hot he couldn't he couldn't touch the wheel because it was a metal steering wheel. But that those, those classic Ferraris, the, the Ferraris that, that Enzo built just to just to feed his racing passion. He was like, yeah, sure, something to drive to the track. But I mean, I love those the classic classic cars. Yeah. It, they still had V12s in them, but they only had like 200 horsepower. <laughs> so, yeah. I think my 308 only had like 210 horsepower or something like that. Yeah, yeah. man, it's small. It's all aluminum, slight little car, it's though. A momentum car. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Don't lift. So. <laughs> Do you like any of the new modern stuff? Yeah, yeah I think it's great. I mean, you look at it, like the, the new Porsches, the GT4s and stuff like that, just remarkable pieces of technology. Yeah, I think it's kind of like what you alluded to earlier. It's just that whole thing of actually driving the car. Mm-hmm. There's so m- I remember when the M5 first came out in BMW, and I was instructing at the track at the time, and a bunch of us instructors got together, and... It was a BMW club event, and we were out there, and it was like very first M5. It came out with all that intrusive stuff, and we thought we turned everything off, and it turns out you couldn't turn, turn everything, everything off. Couldn't do it, yeah. Right? And so the instructor's like, well, what the hell are we going to do about this stuff? And but Start pulling fuses. <laughs> you know? Yep. But, you know, I, I think um, I've, I really enjoy getting back, and that's probably why I enjoy motorcycles so much. I mean, even though – I mean, you look at, like, the super bikes today, and they've got IMUs, and they've got seven different computers, and they sense everything, and they – tell you g-force and they tell you lean angles and all this stuff but you can pretty much go out there in like a, a retro triumph and just have fun yeah right it's just classic riding um motorcycles so are just you like don't have fun. to be stupid fast no you don't yeah. like well yeah. the grom proves that that thing's a riot and oh, it's like this yeah. tiny little throw around bike you know well Still cass my wife has a has a monkey right honda monkey we we so just, bad we, like i cafeed one out <laughs> got the belly pan on it, got the fairing on it, put tracker bars on it, and it looks like a little it's and she's only like five foot three and hundred and ten pounds, right? She gets on it, it looks like a full size setup. <laughs> a cafe racer. And she'll get on that thing and she'll cruise along at sixty, sixty five miles an hour on eighteen with me, right? I'll I'll be behind her in a triumph block and but for the most part, you know, go anywhere we want to go. Those are fun. so fun. Yeah. Yeah, I, that's if you're looking to get into motorcycles, I tell everybody start off road because you're going to crash, and I mean crash usually fall over. You're going to fall over. You're going to exactly. fall over. It's not so much though. I'm going to crash and die. It's like maybe you're going like five and like fall over because that's just what happens to every well, new rider. And, and the thing is, is because no one knows how to drive a stick anymore. Yeah. So the whole concept of using a clutch and a foot shifter and all that stuff is just it's totally foreign security yeah. system. But more and more <laughs> are coming out automatics. Yep. Right. You look Ooh. at Honda's got them. Triumph's got one. Um, yeah. The Africa Twin offers a optional DSG transmission. It's actually really good too. Yeah. Like to be to be clear, it's a really nice yeah. transmission. And yeah, they've they've had one for over a decade. They had a cruiser, a light cruiser that came out with. Yeah. That. What was that? It's a CR4 or something like that. I remember looking. It was too tall for Cass. But yeah. it was I've always cool. wanted a classic Bonneville in British Racing Green to match the Triumph. Yeah, you I think it'd be cool to have a, a bike that matches the car. But yeah, yeah. You should get one just to have it as art, man. That's why. I'm, well, yeah, I mean, yeah. Yeah, actually, I think there's. I have a, no skill to ride. There's it, so a it's gonna be Thruxton art. on on <laughs> uh, Craigslist right now. That's that's British Racing Green. I think it's a second gen Thruxton, so it'd be like 2010. Oh wow! You get them for like four or five grand. <sighs> Don't say that. Oh yeah, they're cheap, man. It's like right. popcorn money. I just have to choose. My mother hates motorcycles, so I'd have to choose between my relationship with her and bikes, and bikes are looking good. <laughs> <laughs> she doesn't listen. Well, the nice thing about mom. motorcycles <laughs> is you can hide them, though. Yeah. You know, I tried that once when I was a kid. It did not work. Well, you're not supposed to the hide them in the, the living the room. Neighbor, <laughs> the neighbor turned me in, but yeah. I did so. that. I parked mine in my living room for a while. I parked my RC51 behind the couch in the winter. Oh, the 51? Yeah, I had it up oh, on stands. Man. I had, uh, that thing was Oh, yeah, built. that was... It wasn't that just was stock. The dream it was bike built, for many yeah. years. Yeah, and so I, I had it in the living room for a winter behind the couch. It actually, looked really nice. <laughs> <laughs> hey, they're art. Yeah, you know, the art a, of riding. 
Yeah. It's amazing how a beautiful piece of machinery can look good sitting still, right? Uh-huh. Yeah. Yep, exactly. Yeah. My fastest moment sitting on one. Look how good I look. That's it. Quick, put the fan on. Yeah, I take my hair, you know, the hair going through. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Uh-huh. Yeah. That's fair. It's time for our next break. Uh, we'll be right back. Grandpa, what do you call this thing again? It's a 66 Ford Bronco. I think you got ripped off. Why is that, honey? It's got no Wi-Fi, no USB port, no Bluetooth. Exactly. I guess we'll just have to talk. Sometimes the best way to connect is to disconnect. Is that the window button? It's called a window crank. Cool. The faster I move it, the faster it goes down. This moment of escape was created by Haggerty. Being old is kind of cool, Grandpa. Works for me. For people who love cars. And we're back. Here we are. Here we are. Wherever you go, there you are. Yes. You're welcome. Thanks. The more you know. <laughs> Nick dropping knowledge. You guys like raised together? No. That's the scary part. That no. Is, so this is a recent thing? Yeah. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's like four years? Three yeah. years? Three, four years? Yeah. 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 That's interesting. Kindred spirits. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> a good thesis. He, he's the child my parents wanted. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. And I'm my the mom one that can got. relate to that. She's still looking. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I love you because I have to. Yeah, I get it. Yeah, Last yeah, yeah. one standing. Yeah. <laughs> you ate your siblings. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. You mentioned uh, philanthropy was being a big calling of yours. Yeah. Uh, tell me more. I mean, more than the Cafe Racers Union. You've got some events coming up. Um, tell yeah. us more about your philanthropy work. Yeah, so, you know, we um, usually we have a pretty full slate. We're supposed to have a festival this year, and I got COVID canceled. Um, and we had the race this year planned and that got COVID canceled. So we've been, you know, I've just been working on alternative ways to try and raise money, especially you look at the job losses and the economic impact, especially in the families that were already borderline homeless. Um, yeah. And the food banks are, are running dry. This is out of season for them anyway. Um, so we're doing a lot of stuff at the Maple Valley Food Bank and another organization called Vine Maple Place. It really focuses on complete programs for helping families, preventing that going homelessness, right? It's like a one-year program. Actually, like every January, I go and I, I, I volunteer for uh, the month, and I talk to the, t- the young kids, the teenagers, a little bit about setting goals, right? Because everyone else is talking about, you know, setting your New Year's resolution and then failing it. And I'm trying to teach them about goals and say, don't do the resolution thing, set goals. Um, but anyway, so um, we've, we've come up with a couple things this year. We did a... COVID uh, fitness challenge where we all got together and for like five weeks on social media kind of connected with each other. We picked like 20 different charities and whoever was left standing at the end, they split the pie up. And so we've done a couple things like that to be creative. Um, we also did, uh, I think it was January 5th or June 5th. We, no, June 20th, excuse me. God, I can't remember the dates. Uh, we did a rolling car show. So we worked with New Community Church in Maple Valley, and we got them. It used to be a golf course, beautiful place. So if you go off 18 right there on 244th, there used to be a golf course there. It's now a church. And so working with Pastor Bill and Pastor Ken there, I got them to give me the keys to the kingdom, and we used that big thing, and we actually did a rolling car show. And, and in that, we had uh, the food bank there, and people would drop off food or make cash donations. We ended up raising 400 pounds of food, and six thousand dollars. That's great! Wow, yeah, it was, yeah. it was a great event. The Ferrari Club, the Northwest Region Ferrari Club, came out and they set up a display because we couldn't let people out per se and do a car show. So I, I had it configured. And we had about eighteen volunteers, where we directed them through. They got judged. They went out. They did their food 
thing and then they went around the other side and then the cafe racers union a lot of the members brought out their bikes and we did a bike display and then the northwest region ferrari club did a ferrari display and then a lot of the volunteers were also members of the community if you go to cafe racers union community on facebook it's about 300 people on there they're all kind of very like-minded right yeah and it's a mix mostly motorcycle people but there's also car people as a matter of fact if you go to cafe racers union.com you can actually see what our mission is and we are a Washington State nonprofit. And in there, you'll see the events that we end up hosting and working with, like either I-90 and doing a, a, an event there, raising there. We also lead the DGR East Side, you know, the Distinguished Gentleman's Ride is a yearly thing for cancer and for men's mental health, uh, where we raise money and we do a worldwide ride. It all happens on the same day. And we, the Cafe Racers Union, lead that uh, for the East Side of uh, the Sound. But um, so what we're doing, our next one is September 5th. We're also doing it at the Maple Valley uh, New Community Church. We're doing another one of those rolling car shows. Mm-hmm. Um, and we actually pick winners and they get, you know, T-shirts. We do T-shirts. We work with Group 6, uh, Jared Daly over there, and he does our logos. He volunteers time to help put that stuff together. And basically the community comes together to do something for the community, right? And that's kind of the joy in it. And then we're not doing that. We take off and we go riding do what motorcyclists do best, raise a little cane. Yeah. Um, but anyway, so we'll be doing that, um, and you can learn more about that either by hitting our website or hitting our community page. Um, you know, you can, we, you know, we, we're always, you know, if you want to, if that's the kind of thing that turns you on, you want to have fun riding and driving, but also do community impact, come check us out. We'll have it in the description, but what is the website? www.caferacersunion.com. There you go. Thank you. Yeah, we'll make sure people get on board with that. It sounds like a great cause and a really good time. Since we uh, put the, the organization together about four years ago, we've raised over 200, well, just under $200,000 for charity. Wow. Right. Dang. Yeah. That's really good. Microsoft is a big partner. Say they're a partner match? Yeah. 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 Because yeah. like the volunteer hours, right? You put together a yep. show. I'm a Microsoft employee, right? So boom, you know, all those volunteer hours turn into $25 per hour to the charity. We just got to make sure they're in the Benevity group, right? A recognized charity. Yeah, so Microsoft listeners, and we have a lot of them, uh, yeah. take note of that. That's a great cause. It's something you get involved in really easy. Big part of the board of Microsoft is, you know, we all know that we've got that tool, and that's one of the things, I mean, I use up all of my match. If, for those of you who don't know, Microsoft gives to each employee a $15,000 grant. Yeah. Is basically it. And so I use that all up usually by October. Nice. I burn that thing down. And, and it's great because I go and talk to charities, and it's very frustrating sometimes talking to charities because they're constrained. They've got volunteers. They've got a few people, and I walk in, and they go, you know, i got this grant. I want to work with you. I want to do something. And, and, and it's like, look. So I'll sit down and say, take this number, 50,000, and take this number, 15,000, and multiply it. What does that equal? That's like $750 million. There are 50,000 Microsoft employees in the Puget Sound. Isn't that worth chasing down? Yeah. Right? You yeah. think that's three quarters <laughs> of a billion dollars. Um, but yeah, so that's what Microsoft does for just the sound alone, if we can just figure out how to get passion-aligned things. And I actually fly around in Microsoft, and I talk to different organizations about passion-aligned philanthropy. Taking the things you love, marrying them together, and creating impact. Yep. Right? It's like you're going to do this stuff anyway. Why not just lead an event for, you know, the group? It could be a, a writing club, a reading club, a horseback, whatever. Yeah, Brandon Powell does that Search and Rescue. No reading yeah. clubs. I don't yeah. Hey, if it turns money into charity yeah, stuff, yeah, exactly. read away. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Join the book club, raise for, money. For those of us that know how to read. You know. <laughs> oh, you can do stick figures and crayons. Oh, good. We're good. Yeah, that's Never good. mind. I'm yeah, in. It's I'll all about time. Oh, interpretive dance. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah. <laughs> 
be interesting for War and Peace, but we'll get it yeah. done. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, that's a lot of stuff. You know, like you said, we do the track stuff, and, and we love introducing people to the track, and we like introducing new writers to the community and giving them a safe place where they can play with. They're not going to be judged because they don't have this or they do have that. I mean, it's just... We could be judged openly in front of you. No, we do that behind the scenes. Oh, behind the scenes. Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. we'll talk about it. Did you see the oil spill underneath like that, you, Norton? Jimmy yeah. and Christmas. Yeah. I Good judge track. the writers constantly. No. If they haven't done a track day, I judge them. And like, <laughs> you're not a good writer. You just think you are. Uh, so there is a little bit of judgment that comes into group rides. Yeah. yeah <laughs> I, don't do, I don't do group rides anymore. But you know what I'm saying? I ride around my neighborhood, so I'm really good. <laughs> well, we got lawyers in the crew, too. And so they're like, here are our new disclaimer forms if we do that Sign again. Sign this. <laughs> yeah. Malcolm's real good about saying, here, <laughs> yeah. Yes, sir. Past the liability. That's yeah. it. Nice. Um, I do want to give, um, our, this, so this is airing Friday. I want to give a free plug to somebody who's totally not related to us. I learned about this event through our good friends, John and Paul, which we've done some drives with John, one of the fastest 911 drivers on the street I've ever been with. Um, but they do an event up in Canada. They're not Canadian, but they go up there for this event. So they have a, there's a thing called the ALS rally, uh, ALS being Lou Gehrig's disease. Uh, it runs every year. It was significantly delayed and maybe canceled this year because of COVID, but they just announced, I followed their page, that they are doing the rally this year. So if you are one of our Canada listeners, obviously we can't go do that. Great. Um, but if you can cross the border <laughs> or if no, you're up there. Let's say anybody you know has a barge that we could just, you know. Yeah, you know. Barge There's got to be there. a dirty road you can go through. Yeah, there, yeah, there is. Um, <laughs> no, you know this. Huh? Yeah, I do. Yeah. Uh, I'll buy Diablo. But anyway. Um, Don't give it away. <laughs> no, they patrol it. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, um, the ALS rally is happening this year for our Canadian listeners. I know we have a lot of you guys up there. We love our friends to the north. This is a great cause. Get involved. It's 100 bucks per car. Um, I think only like 50 bucks of it goes to cover expenses the rest of it goes strictly to the cause so that's cool um and of course they'll take more so if you're up uh, one of our canadian listeners get involved alsrally.com no affiliation with us but great cause and people should do that if you're up in canada agreed yeah so um yeah what else is going on in the world dan oh avance as usual oh, avance, avance is yeah. doing cool stuff uh, i think a lot We're of us are going to Gonna tr- yeah, all of us here Wearing are Avance members. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. There's not a lot of us. Don't worry, folks. They got that Northwest Express gig going on. Cast and yep. do that. Exactly. Yeah. So next is the Mercer Island Cruise the Loop. That's this Saturday. So the day after this airs, uh, 8, 10 a.m., Avance members. Uh, if you're not an Avance member, sign up and go do this drive. We're going to start do the Mercer Island Cruise the Loop and then head down to Grios. And if you're an Avance member, you get a discount at Grios. So, hey, win-win. Um, pick up some stuff. I need to go down there and pick up some stuff. Next we week, should do the drive, Dan. I know. Uh, Avance and Stu's, Stu's Garage, uh, Drivers Club member Stu, Avance member Stu, Avance partner Stu, Stu's yep. Garage, uh, doing the DIY training series, the exhaust modification one we've been talking about. So, very it's a quick video. It's just Stu with a sawzall. We're good. <laughs> <laughs> sawzall and some JB Ta-da! welds. <laughs> yeah. Here's a straight pipe. <laughs> it's okay, you can cut out the cat. You can leave all the set. It's fine. Yeah. yeah. And then, of course, Northwest Express 2020, Northwest Express Rally is ongoing. I don't know how that's going to play out. I mean, it is happening. I'm, going, I'm just yeah. know they're going to modify a little bit. So that's coming up. Um, yeah. And then there's a bunch 25th, of 25th, 26th, I think. Yep, 25th and 26th, starting at 7 a.m. So Actually, it starts Friday the night before with a briefing. Yeah. yeah. That's why I'm wondering how that's going to play out, but I'm sure there'll be more details on it. Uh, 1000 bucks for a team of two. Uh, of course. So. Get a discount if you're an Avance member. So That's if right. If you're not an Avance member, you can actually join up. And the best part about that, the reason... Are you working c- for Avance? <laughs> I like what Adam's doing over there. I've been so watching him for a couple of years. Yeah. It's like, 
Hey. You want to come do the briefing? It's bad when the guest knows more about the event than you do. It's yeah. Like, yeah, we knew that. Uh, totally, yeah. So. One of the coolest things about that event, and you're like, 1000 bucks for a two-day thing? That seems kind of high. No, it's not. It's because you get the private time attack challenge at Mary Hill Loops Road. So, Well, and it includes the hotel yeah, and the it, meals. And, yeah, it's a full deal. And it's two really, t-shirts. Yeah, so when you consider everything that's included in that, it's really not a bad price. Yeah. And Well, if you look at the one they're doing in the south, it was like 300 bucks more. Yeah. So. But they get a track day. Yeah. I don't know. I'd, I would actually do Mary Hill almost over a track day just because it's a, such a unique experience unique, to do yeah, a time attack. Yeah. I mean, we've done it. Where a, is that? We've been by it, actually. We could we drove right by it on the Haggerty class, Fall Classic rallies. We're coming down into the gorge there. <laughs> yeah. On the left is the Mary Hill Loops Road. You can see it, but you're like, why is nobody on that? Oh, and you're okay. like, because it's a closed road. So That makes sense. Okay. Yeah. yeah. And there's a – so it's – yeah, that's a, that whole area, that whole Mary Hill – area like that's just nothing but driving nirvana like for like 100 miles every direction is just amazing roads mm. so don't get arrested but go down there yeah <laughs> well ty we appreciate you coming in well i appreciate the invitation Thank and you. um we hope fun. you'll come back uh you know maybe he can come back and talk more about avance well, yeah um, that'd be, that'd be nice <laughs> yeah, yeah um, i gotta get adam to kick in a little bit more money this yeah right last time i wrote the checks yeah, <laughs> come on, Adam. Yeah, we're talking. We're going to be talking more with Adam this week. Um, I have uh, we have another surprise in the works. More philanthropy uh, related guests are coming into the show. Not quite car related, but I'm pretty excited about this one just because connected to the local community. I'm not going to spoil that yet because it's going to be kind of a cool bonus episode that I think you guys will just find really, really interesting to see what local people are doing. That uh, episode in- will be so good. I guarantee it won't flop. <laughs> <laughs> there's you'll get the joke later yeah, uh-huh. i like maybe, what you did there though maybe maybe yeah but <laughs> so, anyway yeah. uh there's a lot of good people doing really big work abroad that we're going to bring in and have talk about it just because it's a really cool story so yeah anyway uh ty thanks for coming in man really Thank appreciate you, guys. you talking I really enjoyed and, it. it's nice getting to know you and getting to share this and if you see ty out and about of course you'll see his picture on the on the webpage. say hi uh he's a regular at exotics he's obviously a regular with avance uh, Avoid him like the plague. Right? Yeah. <laughs> He's got a really cool Good bike. luck with that. Yeah, yeah, good luck. yeah, exactly. I'm the lesser of the two evils right now. <laughs> You'll be able to see him coming in his boxster, so it's fine. That's <laughs> it. I'm switching up cars just to mess with <laughs> That's fine. That's fine. Yeah. Yeah. Go buy another one. Good for you. There you I'll go. I'll encourage you to buy something else. For the economy, right? Yes. You're, doing it, you're doing it for the rest of us, yes. I'm, so. I'm just trying to carry my part. <laughs> for this episode of Rain City Supercars, I'm Nick. I'm Dan, and don't just get there. Enjoy the drive. <laughs>